My wipers are pushing water as fast as they can, but the visibility still sucks. I can't help but smile. My brain hates this experience, but my heart does love it. Driving this car in the rain is so wrong, but it feels so right. I already texted this guy in Portland. While we have been on. I have a really big hammer at the shop that I just call the convincer. I guess the thing for me is like, I don't know. I don't really know how to turn the wipers on in that car, nor do I know if they work. Triumph TR4 with over 600,000 miles on it because it's his daily. Whoa. No. So smooth roof, slippery ceiling, slick top. Seeing Tim out in the 912, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. that's who I want to be when I grow up. Hey, this is Jocelyn. Uh, and this is Mark. And this is the Seller Cars Podcast. Plus one. It's a friend. <laughs> With a plus one. <laughs> or, I think it, we decided that that Chris is now just a, an official part of the podcast, right? I think that's... He's just been I gone so. for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think so. Everybody expects him to be here still. That's right. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Cool. Well, um, as per usual, Chris has brought a piece of writing. Um Mark and I don't have a whole lot of background on this one, actually. So, I'm really excited to <laughs> to hear what you got. Um, yeah, the listeners, they're going to hear it at the same time we do. And so, <laughs> you know, like there's what are those things like on YouTube, like reaction videos, right? Where like someone <laughs> yeah. watches a thing and they're like, whoa, stop there. Hold on. Go, let's go rewind it. That was awesome. So, mm-hmm. this is a hot take on Chris's opinion here. So, a lot of shouting from Mark and I in the background. It's, it's, it's real. This is real. This is real stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I know in the past I've, I've kind of done like some nonfiction stuff and, you know, some opinions. This one's a little more of just like an editorial, just kind of, you know, reflecting on, on where I've been lately and decided to bring it here. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds, sounds emotional, man. I want, I'm ready for it. Awesome. Should I just get started? Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump in. Okay. So... There are times when I almost black out working on cars. My mind focuses on nothing but the task at hand. Minutes turn to hours, day turns to night, and when I come to, I find myself exhausted and covered in grease and oil. The last time this happened was a few weeks ago. I snapped out of my fixation on the Land Rover's sunroof drains and wheel bearings to find that it was almost 1am and I hadn't had any food or water in over 6 hours. Stumbling to the front of my workspace, I pulled the chain and pulley to raise the heavy garage door. Rain is pouring down, and cold air rushes into the shop surrounding me in the cars. It's raining hard, and it's been raining for a while. Cold water rushes into the sewers, but most of the puddles in the parking lot are already full. I need to get home. I must salvage some sleep out of the night just in time to clean myself up and return to my desk job in the morning. Co-workers unaware of this evening's struggle. The car that brought me here is still on the lift. Wheels off, brake calipers hanging from safety straps, and the last stubborn nut still red hot from negotiating with my torches. This leaves me with only two options. Either finish work and sacrifice sleep for the night, or drive the half hour back home in one of my fragile classics. I've always tried to treat my things with respect. And nothing screams disrespect like driving a classic in the pouring rain. But I know I must sleep tonight. So reluctantly, I pull the choke, fire up my bright red TR6, and let the engine warm as I raise the latch on the soft top. I can feel how tired I am as I pull onto the main road. 
Still wearing my Carhartt overalls and work boots, I dumped the clutch a little too quickly, and the narrow red line tires spin looking for grip on the wet asphalt. I turn the radio up to stay awake. My headlights dim, and I can almost feel the strain on the alternator with the radio, wipers, lights, and heat on all at once. Driving a British sports car with the roof up is a whole different experience. You are reminded of how small the cockpit is, and new noises appear that are normally lost in the wind. The iron six-cylinder screams as I bury my foot into the pedal, and the transmission and rear end whine as I shift from third to fourth. My wipers are pushing water as fast as they can, but the visibility still sucks. I can't help but smile. My brain hates this experience, but my heart does love it. Driving this car in the rain is so wrong, but it feels so right. In the rain, everything is more visceral. The noises, the smells, the focus needed. It's unsettling, but in a way that's what makes it such an experience. The roads are clear, but the setting makes even low speeds feel fast. Lights reflect off the road and surrounding trees. The steering wheel and shift knob are cold in my hands, but in contrast, I can feel the heat of the exhaust radiating from the floors. My eyes dart to the surrounding buildings. Most of the lights are off, reminding me again of how late it is. This is not the time for a breakdown, but I'm confident that the little red TR6 won't leave me stranded. I'm 10 minutes from home. At this point, I've buried the guilt of driving in the rain deep down, and I'm truly enjoying myself. The fan trickles heat and is struggling to keep the windshield fog free. As I take my last turn, a huge puddle spans the road. I don't tiptoe. I accelerate into it, hydroplaning briefly and throwing water all over the front of the car. Some of it drips through a small hole in the soft top. British car nerds all over the world would cringe. And if I wasn't living the experience, I would too. Dripping wet, I pull the TR6 into the garage. The manifolds tick cool and the bright red paint shines under the beads of water and fluorescent light. We are both dirty and tired. It's time to sleep. Driving a classic in the rain is truly an experience. For some, it's unfathomable, and I completely understand where you're coming from. Not too long ago, I was in the same boat. But now I've had the first hit. I found my guilty pleasure, and I'm scared no more. Our cars are meant to be enjoyed, and to do so, don't be scared to drive as intended. Slow clap. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> Whoa, Chris. Moody, dude. No, Moody. No. I can see it in my head, like my imagination, right? It's like I can see like the, the steam coming off the car. I can hear the exhaust tinking. Such, it's moody. Dig it. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, uh, first of all, kudos. Well written and pretty spot on. And I mean, is there a is is there kind of a bigger dilemma living in Seattle and loving cars than this? Right? It's like, oh no, it's raining. Should I drive it? Should I not drive it? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a struggle. And like honestly, like I've been here for three years now. And I'm just, I'm so sick of like only enjoying cars for three months out of the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I had this exact feeling this morning or a version of it, right? It was still pretty tired because it was early. I was headed down to Umbria and I, I, I was like in bed thinking, 
okay, I have a BMW, a modern BMW. I should just go in that or should I go get the Alpha? It's kind of wet. It's 35 degrees out. Like, is it is it the right time to go get a classic car? And I got to admit, almost every time I bail and just drive like the daily driver, right? Or the Land Cruiser mm-hmm. um, because they're weather appropriate. But today, somehow, I must have known you were going to write this, Chris, because I was like, no, F this. And I drove to the cellar, got the Alpha, warmed it up, got my ass down to Umbria and it was it was delightful and like you said it was it was a little cringy at the beginning it's like huh do i have any grip whatsoever like any is this like gonna work but man the feels on that was like all morning exactly the same thing exactly the same thing and kudos and the thing that i always remind myself is like you know your alpha my tr6 the 2002 like these are precious things now but back in the 70s they were just cars like that's what people drove totally. every day mm-hmm. so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what they're built for they can be done mm-hmm. um you mean cool it's what cool people drove back <laughs> in the day chris right, right? super cool right. people <laughs> I, I i totally agree what's the saying like it won't melt right it won't melt yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I know justin's always like well alpha might i don't know <laughs> yeah i've heard some things about alphas <laughs> Yeah, when you when you were when you were in it and and uh, talking about feeling guilty driving classics in the rain, I was kind of like, wait, where where is he going with this? I thought I thought Chris liked to use these things as intended, and then he kind of got there. Like, I totally understand the the cringe, but you had to kind of work work through the points. Um, the one thing for me is like, as intended, I almost you know the the TR six like. Is that intended for driving in the rain? I mean, is is the soft top just kind of an afterthought, um, you know, versus like, I don't know, your E30 or, you know, Range Rover or something like that? Um, true, true. Good question. I mean, it <laughs> is a drop to top say, British car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not to say you shouldn't drive in the rain by any means, but just kind of exploring that, like, is that like the secondary tertiary purpose of that car versus, you know, I mean, I guess it definitely is secondary. Yeah. The top down. I mean, <laughs> I will say that the TR6 was an interesting choice that night. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was so tired. I could have taken the 2002. Um, I could have taken the E30, but I, I just had to get back. The TR6 was right there. And honestly, mm-hmm. British sports cars were used like that back in the day. Um, so my dad actually had a TR6 like throughout high school and part of college. And that was his everyday car for about four years. Likewise, like one of my British car friends that actually restores um, does like concourse level restorations down in South Carolina has a Triumph TR4 with over 600,000 miles on it because it's his daily. Whoa. No. I'll say like, why haven't I probably read about this thing? It's, it's incredible. Like you see it and it's, it's a 600,000 mile car and it could still win shows. Um, Oh man, I imagine the, that's kind of open checkbook maintenance right there. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But you know, it's, they they can take it. They, they really can like one or two nights of driving in the rain. It's not going to kill them. Like just go and enjoy your cars. Right. No, that's a good point. I mean, they weren't engineered in the climate of Mexico. Like, (laughs) uh, they have lots of rain where, where they're from. Right. (laughs) Totally. It makes, it makes a ton of sense. I love, 
I love using, I was actually talking about this with David CZ the other day. He was like, you know, he drives all his cars. They're meant, and he, he more than anyone I know, it's like, you know, just drive it, drive it wherever, right? On the off, off road or wherever. And he was like, I just rotate. I let, I drive one, I let it dry out. I go drive another one, let it dry out. Just like <laughs> kind of keep it, keep like cycling through the wetness so that one doesn't stay soaked. I was like, oh, that is a good idea. Like definitely like the dirtier, the better at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude, I, 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 I totally felt that this morning and it was, it was a hundred percent worth it taking the car out. I was like, this is great. Um, yeah. You rarely, I, you rarely regret doing that. Right. Like it's, it's just getting you to the warehouse to get the car. And then it's like, <laughs> once you have it, you're stoked. <laughs> yes. That, um, that extra 12 or 15 minutes. I'm like, ah, I'm going the wrong direction. I don't really want to do this. I'm going to have to open the garage. You know, it's like a lot of, it's a, not a lot of work, but it's more work than just yeah. hopping in the car and going. So, yeah. but no, totally paid off today. It was amazing. Um, haven't, I guess the thing for me is like, I don't know. I don't really know how to turn the wipers on in that car, nor do I know if they work. Um, so <laughs> I thought you just replaced of, them. I, I replaced the wipers. I don't, I didn't oh, use right them yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the switch is down in the center console. I, I haven't had to use them yet. So, That's funny. but to, yeah, today I was like driving and it was getting all wet. I'm like, yeah, if I keep moving, I won't need to try these things. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. You know, liberal application of Rain X is coming up for that car. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, a couple other points I really liked in your uh, what you wrote. Negotiating with torches was a was a good line. I like yeah. that. <laughs> good use of negotiation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a common thing. I'm I'm sure RJ knows it well. Negotiating with torches and. Uh, I have a really big hammer at the shop that I just call the convincer. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's it's a real struggle, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's also part of what makes working on cars really rewarding. Yeah. Well, backing up to the beginning of your your piece, like you know, blacking out and coming to having you know one a.m. being where I mean, yeah, coworkers I, not I, being aware. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't work on cars much. Let's be honest, but I have I've done it, and since I'm really bad at it, everything takes ten times longer. So, mm-hmm. um, while I don't, I I've never tried to use a torch or you know, I've never done the level of work you have. I certainly have been there at one in the morning, being just like. I'm not done. It's, it, it's not done. I, I need to go home. <laughs> so like, and just like admitting like this little bit of defeat. I, I've I've definitely been there. I'm sure it was like definitely t- taking a door card off, but you know something really not complicated. <laughs> and and that whole like tunnel vision that you get when yeah. you're working on cars like is a real thing. Like, you know, I've been tinkering on things for a long time now, and. Like, honestly, sometimes you'll just get started and next thing you know, it's nighttime. And like I said in the piece, you haven't eaten dinner, you haven't had any water, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. stand up and you're kind of dizzy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... <laughs> but you just want, because you want it done. You do. I think that yeah. That's at least for me. It's like, mm-hmm. I have to plug away at this because I, I want to be, like, there's a purpose to this. It's like fixing, it's upgrading, it's something it's going to have a positive outcome. So I, I want it so badly, but so you, that, that tunnel vision, I definitely, that resonates quite deeply, even though the the work is much simpler that I am feeling at. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's usually only so many steps away, right? Like, you know what the steps are and it's easy to be 
ambitious or think that the, you know the, each step's only gonna take so long <laughs> yeah. all all of these like you know 1 a.m scenarios are you know the the one hour job <laughs> that for some reason right, yeah. one bolt won't come off and next thing you know it's you know it's been five hours um typically mm-hmm. the longer things like i'm a little bit better at trying to judge time and trying to plan right. out like, like oh, what i'm gonna do less optimistic yeah. right 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 yeah. I'm yeah. going in for a head gasket. It's going to be a while versus <laughs> yeah. I just need, I'm just going to take these three bolts off and it'll be fine. <laughs> well, there we recorded an episode with uh, Chris a while back where he was talking about getting like a, a new winter car. Cause he's like, I, I'm going to have to do some work on my Range Rover. Mm, he's just like right. planning to have it down most of the season. I think, right. Is that, mm-hmm. is that still the case? That actually might be a good dovetail into uh, a fleet update from Chris. New car. We need to have a new car sound. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we should have it like a, I mean, the cheesy sound would be like applause, right? That kind of thing. Or like, woohoo. But, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel inside. <laughs> All right. So, like Justin said, um, I have a, a 1990 Range Rover Classic. And for the past three years, that has been like my utility car. Like that's, you know, I bought it to go to trailheads. I bought it because every weekend, like, you know, we drive three hours to go skiing and I fill it up with gear and people and, and take it off road sometimes and do all that stuff. Um, needs a lot of work. So it's in the shop right now. And in its place, I bought a 2007 LR3. Nice, nice. So you went super Rover. reliable. Okay. Super, super reliable. <laughs> well, in Land Rover world, it's really reliable. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Honestly, like that car just has a lot of really good things going for it. So my shop mate actually has had one for like 10 or 11 years. Um, oh, okay. And he's always been telling me like, you need to get an LR3. It's so much better. Like you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Get an LR3. Um, Hmm. this one in particular under a hundred thousand miles, which is crazy given the fact that it's a 2007, uh, two previous owners never off-roaded, always kept inside. But I think the best things about it is that it's the HSE, which is the, just the higher level trim HD package, which means that it has a full size spare, which I don't really care about, but it has dual locking diffs. Ooh. Cold weather Dang. package. So heated seats, heated windscreen, which was a Range Rover classic thing originally. Uh, a few other things there. Luxury package. And then I think my favorite thing of all factory winch. No. Yeah. Whoa, from the factory? Does it say Land Rover on it? That'd be awesome. No, it's it's a worn 9,500 pound winch. And Even better. Land Rover just made a tray that connected to the car and then they sold the winch with the car. Wow. Well, even, better, even better that Land Rover is not trying to make winches. Leave it to the pros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like, yeah exactly. I like that. That's a good that one. That winch wouldn't move. work if it was a, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, no, you know, steadier lane, right? Yeah. No, Dude. I don't want a Rover winch. I, 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 want, I want a worn winch. <laughs> Dude, that's an awesome 
Dude, spec that sheet. Like, that's a sweet package. Right it's interesting, list. as you were saying it, it's like all of these different packages with all these, you know, bells and whistles, which like I have an LX470 that has a lot, definitely not as cool as that with all of those uh, uh, features, but has some luxury features and I use them all and they're great. And a lot of us enthusiasts, I think, are always looking for like the, you know, the low trim sports car, like the the stripper version, the no sunroof, no heated seats, no power seats, like save weight, add rigidity or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for these cruisers, it's like, yeah, give me all of the early 2000s electronics and shit to break. Like <laughs> I will fix them because a lot of it's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah, it's it's so good. And like, honestly... In my collection, everything kind of is like the bare bones version. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have a smooth roof TR or 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So smooth roof, Perfect. slippery ceiling, slick top 2002. <laughs> uh, I have the TR6. I have the E30 Touring, which does have a sunroof, but, you know, no power steering, roll up windows, all that stuff. So yeah. for the LR3 to be the one that's kind of extra is not necessarily a bad thing. And it really works for that car because normally what I'm using it for is like three to 12 hour trips with five people in it mm-hmm. and a dog. So it's, yeah, you know, you it's really comfortable. comfable. Yeah. Well, and, and you, Man, you do look, take it off road. Our threes now. <laughs> you do take it off road. You do take it in the snow. Like I'm sure you're making use of the heated seats and, you know, I don't know, maybe not, hopefully not the winch too much, but you have the option if you need to. Yeah, totally. Um, Today, we, we took it up to the mountains in the snow and it was fantastic. It was great. Oh, found awesome. one with an HD package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks fantastic. Oh, this one's got a dope ass front bumper too. What? Do you... Uh, so, I want to know about the one Mark's looking at, but also <laughs> for yours, Chris, is it uh, the air suspension? Are they all air suspension? They all are air suspension. And I will say, um, I think the compressor is what you normally have to replace the compressor mm-hmm. and then it's like a wear item. Right. And then in places where it rusts, so not Washington, but like on the East coast, I, I think they do have leaking issues. Um, mm. but actually the air suspension is really good. Like the ride is really nice. One of the yeah. things with the different off-road modes is that the height actually changes based on what off-road selection you have. Um, nice. And all of that works. It, it's all really good. Um, it's, it's definitely one of the better air suspensions. Like I know in the classic Range Rovers, they started trying to do air suspension like back in 92 or 93. And it was just Oof, a disaster. A too old. Yeah. Yeah. Too old. Um, <laughs> by 2007, they figured it out. So it's, it's really good. Yeah. So wait, yours is the, okay. So yours is the 2007, my LX 470, which is, you know, a hundred series Land Cruiser uh, with Lexus badge is a 1999. And so mine's like early in the 100 series and yours is, is it later? I think in Land Rover, but they did overlap a, li- a little bit. So they would have com- competed almost uh, in some markets. LR3 started in 2005. So I'm not sure if there was overlap mm. with 470 or not. I'm going to Google this. I'm kind of obsessing about this. You know what? I'm not obsessing. Like I I have wanted, I'm just going to say it. I have wanted an LR3 for a long time. I think what really freaks me out is how heavy they are. I think 
that's like a little off-putting that it's basically was it you, you said it was like two frame sets of frames inside mm-hmm. this truck yeah it's it's two chassis <laughs> i i don't know why it's two chassis but even if you look at like the old top gear reviews like jeremy knows that it's a very heavy car um right right that's the one where they're that's one where they're driving around like the Irish Highlands or something, mm-hmm. and like uh, like all they're trying to go up that big hill, <laughs> like it's all green and grass covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think they use these cars as uh, film cars, as camera cars. I think they do. They, yeah, they, they did a lot. Or, yeah. yeah. So I, I've seen still them in the I think they did Range Rover L three twenty twos because same thing mm-hmm. like the LR three. It has the the tailgate, so it's really easy. Like you can keep the tailgate up, and then you can have the hatch up mm-hmm. for a. Um, someone in the back with a camera but then in like 2008 2010 ish i think 2010 ish the range rover lost the tailgate so they switched to lr4 Mm. which is essentially the same chassis as the lr3 just like upgraded interior and lights and stuff like that oh no look for an lr4 Hold on. This is this is this is this is bad. I gotta stop this podcast. I can't do this right now. LX470 went from 1998 to 2007, uh, but there was three like three generations within. Like that body style went till 2007, but it was refreshed twice. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, is is yours the one that has the Jaguar motor in it, or am I thinking of something different? It does, and and that's another thing that I like about it, and. You know, we talked about like car collaborations. This is a little bit different because Land Rover and Jaguar were essentially the same company back then. Um, right. But it does right. have the Jaguar 4.4 liter V8, which is really nice. It's it's a great unit, all aluminum. Um, oh, you know what? This I, this opened up a whole can of car desire for me right here. <laughs> like, I had a Disco too for a couple years that was pretty awesome really i Um, really like the way those disco twos look it was it was it was so it was like um so cheap that it just it just didn't even care right that was what i loved about it It went everywhere it was the inclement weather car it had those dual sunroofs and they didn't leak which was awesome and like i remember i was living in boston at the time and we were on the turnpike and someone we're at a stop just like standstill and someone was trying to like get into a, a different lane. So they backed up. They just backed right into me and they got out of the car and I just waved them off. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not, it's too hot. I'm not getting out of the car. It's like, I, I don't care what <laughs> happened. It's like, it's, I'm sure it's fine. You hit me. It's, it's all good. I just, the car was awesome. I loved it. Now I want another one. Yeah. Not, I, not a disco. Those things are terrible at the, at the end of the day. The motors are just utter crap, but that's, that's what I, I hear. Did, yeah. The LR3 pretty cool i test drove a discovery too and and almost test drove another one and i just love the way they look like with the right suspension and oh, yeah. tire package and stuff and like you said the two moon roofs and and everything like they're just so the big tailgate they're so cool the, the safari it's, windows in the back yeah that's like the best i've seen so many of them though with the collapsed suspension or just like sitting at that shop on 15th like they yeah. just there's so many of them <laughs> broken down that ah, i just couldn't do it but i really really like one them. should not one yeah. should always <laughs> yeah. wave another person off just like this is a bad yeah. idea well, do not do it <laughs> my sister does have uh, a disco too um it might be leaking coolant right now 
who's to say oh, no but hey man le- leaking coolant's better than throwing a rod which is the other way it goes right that's true <laughs> that's true but um yeah they're they're very cool the thing for me with the disco twos is i really like having the tailgate so range rover classic mm-hmm. or lr3 yeah and then the other thing Agreed. with the the disco ones and the disco twos is for whatever reason in the driver's seat, I always feel like the door is really close to me. There's not like a whole lot of elbow room on the left, which yeah. the LR3 is fixed and Range Rover Classic didn't have that issue. Tell, tell huh. me this now that I'm obsessing about LR3s. Again, for, for, the, for not the first time, I've always wanted one since I got rid of my disco. Is it... Is it nice? What I mean by this is like I've been on road trips in my Land Cruiser FJ80 and and I made the mistake of taking uh, Justin graciously loaned me his LX470 for now several uh, road trips with the family. Now the family doesn't want to ride in the FJ80 anymore. They're like, this Lexus is so much nicer, right? They're like it's so much more comfortable. It's so much quieter. I mean, it is. It's, it is all those things. So I'm curious... If the LR3 is like nice, like quiet, kind of more luxurious cruiser, because I actually have never driven one. I, I think we should do a comparison with the 470. I'm, I'm interested to see mm-hmm. how that comes out. <gasps> I think, dude, that'd be such a good, oh, right? I see a, a, a companion video where FJ80, 470, and LR3, like, all all these trucks that you can pretty much attain for ten thousand dollars if you look hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's like like should we you get a Montero? Get Montero yes. in there also, <laughs> dude. That'd be so awesome. Oh, sorry, interrupted. Go ahead. No, uh, that was a good interruption. Um, <laughs> so yes, definitely comparison with the four seventy. In general, I think it's pretty nice. Again, keep in mind I'm coming from Range Rover Classic and then growing up with Ford Explorers and jeep grand cherokees um it does like have some land roverisms meaning like when you when it's cold out and you turn the heat on after a while you hear like the plastic kind of like crack a little bit or like you know change shape <laughs> that's the big one that i've noticed but honestly that's like okay. it drives like a car like it it doesn't drive like a big suv um heated seats and everything are great but like you know, that Jaguar motor can do 4,000, 5,000 RPM and you won't even hear it. It's it's really imp- pretty oh, incredible. Okay. So I, it's got, I bet you it's nicer than the FJ80. I mean, it's got to be. It's like, it's it's a decade newer. Yeah. Um, and it's European. I mean, yeah. you know, especially back then, I just feel like there was such a contrast in mm-hmm. the, the quality of the kind of interior experience. Um, and what, how they prioritized reliability <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> other things. Honestly, the, the nicest like area in that whole car is the third row seats because it's oh, right. the third row seat. They didn't try and make a three. They made it two. It's like full leather seats that fold completely flat. Um, and there's just so much space back there. Like it's incredible how much space there is. So I remember... When I got the disco, went to go get a Christmas tree and we got a Christmas tree and I put it in the back sideways, like left to right. <laughs> like just, just, why? just shoved it in. They're like, we I mean, can it's cool that you can, but why? <laughs> I know. They're just like, we can strap it to the roof of your car. I'm like, don't even bother, man. I don't have to climb up there to get it down. I just threw it in the back. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, like it left pine needles everywhere, but it fit sideways. I'm like, this thing is enormous. So Dang. it was so awesome, man. LR3, that's a hack. I you like gotta that. do it. And and like the third row seats are incredible. Um, <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to like be talking about, but you know we'll we'll take trips in it. Me, my fiance, my sister, my f- two friends. So five of us and a dog. And we'll basically go, you know, one, two in the front, two plus the dog in the middle, and then one person in the back, like in the jump seats all by himself. And it's the best seat in the world. Like there's so much room. (laughs) The view is awesome. Um, And then, you know, you get to the campsite, seats fold completely flat and I'm six feet tall and I can sleep in the back of it without having to move anything. So it's awesome. Wait, wow. you can do you, you fold down the middle row to sleep? Yeah, you you fold down everything completely flat. Okay. So they don't like, you know, fold forward or anything like that. It's just like a floor. It's incredible. Okay. They make a floor, elevated floor, and you can just put a topper on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. That's kind All of right. perfect. I think man. I did not know you were a salesman. That's kind of like it's really. I know. I'm I'm definitely shopping right now. Honestly, like, like I, I, I already texted this guy in Portland <laughs> while we have been on. Oh, no. this, look, look at this one I put in the chat. Come on, it, just take, just click it. Tell me that isn't just awesome. That is just cool. take a look. That is cool, right? Tan interior Ooh, though. Pa- I know HD package. Built. It's built CFE front bumper. Oh, is it blue? Is blue exterior or blue. kind of a black blue? Ooh. Yeah, I, thirty-two inch tires. I like genuinely think that LR three is going to be like the next classic Land Rover in twenty years because like it's really utilitarian. It just works really well, um, and honestly, like ooh, co- a lot of coil conversion. Ooh, that's interesting. Nice. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm bl- Literally, just emailed this guy. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> I'm I'm bought in. I'm sold. But like a lot of a lot ones. of the design cues, they actually took from the Range Rover Classic too. So it, it totally, kind of feels totally. like home for mm-hmm. me. Like the seating position mm-hmm. is the same. The window height is the same. It has the tailgate. It's got all these things. I just I really wanted to not well, like it, but it's fantastic. Most importantly, since we're going to get three matching ones, what color is yours? Mine is Zermatt silver. Okay, so don't get the silver one. I'll get this blue one. Do they make other one? Oh yeah, there's the blue. Okay, all right, cool. A lot of more silver. I feel like silver is like the main color. This blue one looks dope. I, I kind of like silver for a car like this because yeah, it does blend in a little bit more, which is mm-hmm. like your TR6 is not blending in. That thing sticks out. I mean, even the 2002 <laughs> is like not a crazy bright color, but you know, just the shape of the car and everything. I feel like. These these in silver can really blend in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, kind of makes it shrink a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know how we got off on this topic, but you're a great salesman. I'm buying one. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I wanted an E46 wagon. This is way cooler. Yeah. Well, that's that's the latest. Chris is uh, Mark is very much considering a. Well, should we? You want you want to talk about it, Mark? Uh, I'm you should, you considering. Is, it's very interesting. Considering is like really an understatement. I'm like obsessing <laughs> over E46 wagons or E46 Tourings, I really want one. And I've like, like the idea of like an S54 swapped one, an M3 wagon is just like the greatest idea ever. And so I, I, I put out an APB on Facebook 
And I think I, I found some really cool ones, like ZHP swapped ones. There's one in Portland that has a, a factory five speed with a supercharger. I'm like, oh, come on. This is great. So, and it sounds like the, the seller that you want to buy one of these from. Like you, you should right. just read that message that he sent you. It just sounds he's like he has his shit together. He knows what he's doing and he's like, you know, did it right. Uh, he's just a track nut, right? He's like tracked raced cars in the, you know, early days. And so, he just, he's just me basically, <laughs> <laughs> but cooler because he has a supercharged E46 Touring. So, I just want it. So, Anyway, getting back to the original, <laughs> I don't know how we got so far off driving in the rain, but um, because the LR3 would be great in the rain, that's why. It right? would. It would. It would be so yeah. good. Yeah. But I, I do, you've inspired me. I think, you know, we've got a couple really, really cold days here in Seattle um, coming up. And so, I think um, definitely going to take the Land Cruiser out, going to take take Justin Subaru out. I was going to say, you got my Subaru right now. <laughs> I, know, I do have your Subaru right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to try to drive everything in the cold and the wet. Just get it all dirty. Toss it back in I the love garage. That. In honor of such a great piece of writing. I yeah. love that too. Tim has been a big inspiration for me. Seeing Tim out in the 912, yeah. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's who I want to be when I yeah. grow up. Seriously. Tim, Tim, Tim is an inspiration for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, on every level, right? Like he's a man that owns a DTV, a 912 with a 911 motor and an RS America. Like you don't need to know more about him to aspire to be like, that's cool. I want to be that. <laughs> that's it. I don't, you don't need, he could be the biggest asshole in the world. He'd be like, no, I do want to be Tim. <laughs> he but, had a Eurovan too, right? I don't know if he did. I think he still has it or not, but he did. He still has a van of some sort. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's yeah he is he is inspiring with the drive anything anywhere anytime just like i've seen him do it it's just yeah it's crazy well when i talked to tim at umbria two weeks ago two weekends ago and mm-hmm. we were talking about the gtv and he goes yeah i think that might be my dirt car <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah the, the 912's he- a little too low so the gtv might <laughs> might be hitting some dirt roads which is incredible he he means business his car right now is at prof i saw it i posted it to my instagram it's on lyft he got the alphaholics fast road kit but there's three versions there's the lifted the dropped and the slammed i have the slammed he got the like the what is basically a lift kit and it like all the guys, oh. all the techs at Prova are like, we are so excited to get this on the ground because they are like, Dang. they all want to see it because no one's ever bought the A kit. Everyone gets the B or the C, right? Low or slammed. Do we know what kind of tire package he's doing? He's, oh, I'll let Tim break his desires to you at some point. But yeah, he, okay. he really wants to go with some big boy wheels like Real, like these forged GTAM replicas that are insane. They're just like Dang. the greatest wheel ever. I was like, dude, I just, I wouldn't even spend that much money on like a 911 GT3 wheel. It's like so expensive, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it looks so cool. It's so light and you can get, he called the guy because he wants 14s because he wants lots of tire. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, he's, an, he's an inspiration. A lot of the guys we hang out with, like David and David Reeves, David Caesar, they, they'll drive anything everywhere. Brad Meyer, right? Brad will drive like his 912. Remember we did that off-road day and then he was at the mm-hmm. track and like just everywhere. That yeah. car is so nice too. He totally thrashes on that thing. I, I'm not a huge Instagram fan, 
I definitely spend too much time on it, but I, I think Instagram has kind of changed the way we look at cars. But seeing what all of them do with their cars has been a huge positive out of Instagram. Just like seeing them using it as intended, taking it on dirt roads. It's it's giving me a little inspiration to do something with the 2002 too. So hopefully. Like that overcrest rally, like where mm-hmm. everyone has got their cars just beat to hell and they're loving it. And it that it is kind of it's 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 inspirational. Like I don't think I'm capable of that yet. I'm not really there, but definitely it looks awesome. Looks totally awesome. I know you were gonna do it, Chris, right? Yeah, I I was and then work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next year. We should all do it next year. I would totally take my nine nine six on that. Dude, remember I bought the nine nine six arrow kit car and like that weekend we were off roading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I was offering my 993. I think you guys should try and set up your own rally. We've talked about it. Like a road rally uh, around here? Yeah. yeah. Washington is so good for that. And and even if just the local guys showed up, that's still a decent number of people. Like a TSD rally, right? Like a very simple, like you have to hit your marks on time kind of rally. Not even that. Just like, you know, general year one, very casual rally. Hey, we're doing... You know, Whidbey Island one day, then we're going over to the Sound, and then we're going over to like North Cascades Highway, yeah. and then back over Route Two. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll like we'll all stay at the same hotels and like do dinners and stuff like that, like one one or two nights or something maybe. I did one. Uh, Justin uh, had organized one to Bend. That's what I took the nine nine six Arrow Kit car on, like the week after I got it, and it was. I, I think he spent a lot of time organizing the route and stuff like that, but it was really just that. It was like driving a little bit of chit chat at stops to take a piss and then driving and driving. And I will have to say, we went to Bend. It took us, you know, on the order of 10 or 12 hours to get to Bend, which it's not that far. And I was so ener- I was not at all tired when I got there. I was totally mm-hmm. energized. And I was like, I can do this. And I just, we got in the car the next morning at seven and, just plowed home and it was it was i had a great i had a ma- magical time and like, that's yeah. ba- i mean it's basically what the dwa rally yeah. was or, or would have been had we not blown up the mezger <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dude it was it was really fun and, and justin did a great job and all those guys were just like pros at it they really you know just drive they just drive it was a lot of fun we should totally do that i'd be in i mean we we know all the right route i mean chris just said a bunch of them like it's not yeah. not hard there's a lot of good stuff around seattle um, dude let's do it i mean i'm yeah. down yeah yeah do it do it like in the summer and then just take i don't know one friday off a month to go through and try and connect all the dots and set the route up and that's it mm-hmm. yeah all right well uh on that note i think we should get to rally planning and probably wrap <laughs> wrap this one up but uh chris awesome piece thanks for writing it for bringing it sharing it with us uh and the uh couple of listeners out there and um <laughs> inspirational as usual as usual yeah everybody get out there i know it's raining in seattle uh some some inclement weather on the horizon <laughs> drive those drive those sports cars in the snow Yes, I mean, and everybody <laughs> go buy an LR3. That's what you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's yes. the that's the appendix to this whole episode. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.